reading through this, and my husband was cooking me dinner. Steak. It's a good thing. He knows what his wife needs. That's awesome. Um, I started to pick apart some of these different things that really stood out to me in Acts. And I was like, this is exactly what we're walking in. This is the prophetic culture that we're hungering for. This is what we're looking for. And it's right here. It's right here in Scripture. This is the birth of prophetic culture. Right here, we get to see it. They recorded it for us. And they spelled it out so we can recognize it. So as I started to look through this, I just want to pick apart some of the verses. So in verse 1, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. That's unification. They were unified. They came together to meet. That's what we're doing. We're meeting in one accord. In verse 2, it says, and suddenly, (laughs) there's a suddenly... There was a suddenly, they're waiting. Like Jesus said, go, sit in Jerusalem and stay there. They're waiting. You think they've got some expectation? I think they do. But they had a suddenly. They got surprised. Jesus still comes with surprises. Holy Spirit likes to just blow the top off something and be like, here's a Christmas gift for you. Sometimes we don't see it as a good suddenly, though. But remember that God is still a good, good father. He is always good. He has a good intent for what he is bringing about. My spiritual father, Ian Carroll, will say, if it's not good, it's not done. Because God's not done yet. He's going to keep working until it's good. So looking for the goodness of God, even in your circumstances, that suddenly, there's good there. And it's for you. I think that also awakened this expectation of something great, this suddenly. In our prophetic culture, within our school, the prophets, we would come with this expectation that something great was going to happen. And everybody's just kind of like, we're worshiping, but we're looking. And we're like, what's going to happen? And sometimes it's like there's people who are spinning, and sometimes there's people on the floor, and sometimes there's just a lot of laughter, and there might even be crying. But there's something great going on for each person. It just doesn't always look the same. My tears and your laughter can still have the same result. It's just different manifestations. Same God. So also in verse 2, And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Okay, they were in an upper room, right? They went up to one room. But that sound filled the whole house. It filled all that space. You're doing your Bible study, and you're in your apartment, and you think that you're having this amazing experience. It's filling the whole building because God is not contained in the four walls of your room. He's bigger than that. This actually awakened people in the town to come running. It was that big. Think about the sound that came from heaven. A sound like a mighty rushing wind. We know that in different situations, people would hear different things. In John 12, 29, the voice that came from heaven, some thought it was thunder, and other people thought it was an angel talking. Still God. Looks and sounds different, but still God. Matthew Henry says, the way of the spirit is like that of the wind. 
makes me kind of glad to live in the Windy City, you know? Kind of puts a little spin on the Windy City. Come on, Holy Spirit. There's this whole voice of, what is it called? Love Chicago that's going on right now, and there's just 24-7 prayer. There's been so many amazing things that have been going on in this region. Chuck Pierce had said that he, he was not allowed to come to Chicago for 15 years. God told him not to come. And then he just did a worship event with the Riveras in Millennium Park over the city of Chicago, the first worship event of that kind. It was crazy. There's a sound. There's a sound from heaven, and we get to tap into that. The heartbeat, the drumbeat. Awesome drumming, by the way. It was awesome. The worship team is crazy. The women wear amazing shoes. Like, really amazing shoes. And I don't know how the, the worship leader plays with the pregnant belly. That was incredible that she had the guitar, too. I was just, I was affected by that. It was awesome. Yeah, you guys are amazing. I've never been here without amazing worship. Every time. Amazing worship. It's always been really good. And I hear you, Steve does a great job, too. One time I'll come and hear that. Okay, so... Back on track to where I was. So imagine that sound affecting the whole city. Imagine it affecting the whole house. Imagine all the people that are probably alarmed by that sound. In verses 5 and 6, it says, Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered. Because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. So the sound was so great that men came running from other places. They were there awaiting the coming of the Messiah. Well, hello. I think you found him. So think about when this kind of a suddenly comes. Do you think it scared them? Do you think it alarmed them? Think of the emotions that probably rose up when this sound came. The thing that they were waiting for, but they didn't know what they were waiting for, but they were still waiting. Sometimes we wait, and we don't know why. But it's because there's some word that said, just wait. It's coming. Your time's coming. He's never late. He might be my kind of late, (laughs) but that's where I need to pray that my soon will match up with his soon. That's on me, not on him. He's not late. I'm just anxious. That's something I need to lay down before the Lord. So I think when that suddenly came and it just that sound came, I think it just stirred up that awe and that reverence inside of them. Because then the next thing that happens in verse 3 is that their eyes were open and their mouths were filled. Divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Nobody was left out. Nobody in that company was left out. Everybody got one of those little bloop, little funny things of fire going on their head. Eyes were open to see it. And then their mouths were open to speak. Their mouths were open to release the tongues of what they didn't even know that they were saying. We now know that they were praising God in all these different languages. And all the men who came were like, they're praising God in my language. They're speaking in my tongue. These were not scholars. These weren't learned men. These weren't people who were like, oh, I've got Rosetta Stone. I can learn every language I want to. Like, no. They were just cast in a net just before this. 
Like, and then they're speaking in these languages. But the beautiful thing about that is it's touching the hearts of every one of those devout Jews that was in that community, that was in Jerusalem. They're looking for the Messiah, and somebody speaks in their tongue, praising this God that they didn't know yet. That's pretty cool. Only God can do that. So John the Baptist had said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. They just got baptized in fire. Fulfilled. Prophecy fulfilled. Prophetic culture stirs up when we share the gift of testimony. And prophecy is fulfilled. And it rocks our world. It's the best thing. Now, also, this was daylight. So that flame was pretty strong because they could see it in daylight, which is awesome. So, skipping ahead to verse 11. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. Now, then we get into the next thing of drunkenness. And they're all like, you're drunk. And Peter's like, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. We're not drunk. My friends might... People might think they're drunk because they're laughing. Wouldn't you display some unusual characteristics if you just saw fire on your, your best friend's head and you just uttered language that you had never experienced before and some guy came running over and said, you're talking my language. I think I might display some strange tendencies because of God. It's all about him. So that's the cool thing. You go into some settings where the prophetic culture is really strong, and you're like, okay, there's some weird stuff going on. It's not about them. It's about me. If I think it's weird, it's me. It's an opportunity for me to go, God, what's going on? Am I missing something? What do you want me to know? What do you want to show me? Let me tell you, the first time I heard Heidi Baker speak, I had a humongous religious spirit that kind of raised up. And I was like, she's laying on the floor moaning, and she's supposed to be speaking. Get up and talk. And she's like, ooh. You know, if you've ever seen Heidi Baker. But once I got past my own stuff, and I heard her heart, her message is to stop for the one, and she stops for the one. She's not afraid to look foolish. These men and women were not afraid to look foolish for God. Because they're being obedient to him. He didn't make them jump up and dance. He didn't, get them, he didn't make them do something silly. But he let them laugh. He let them laugh. Do you want that? Do you want to be willing to do what God is asking you to do? Do you want to be willing to say yes out of obedience, because he delights in you so much that he wants this for you. He's not going to make you do things that, that you're not willing to do, because he's also a gentleman, but he's going to push you because he's a gentleman. He's going to push you to do things that he knows you're called to do. These people came out of hunger and obedience because they are called to something. 120 people gathered in one space. 3,000 were saved. 3,000. 
we're saved. That's the work of God. That's the work of your God. So he can do that. He is able to do that. So when we're talking about building a prophetic culture here, this is the heart of Steve and Jody. They, they're wanting to start something and build this fire. But the fire has to start inside of you. So I want you to take a second and pay attention to your inside. What's the Lord saying to you? Are you hungry for unification? Are you hungry for your eyes to be opened? Are you hungry for your ears to be opened? Are you hungry for your heart to feel something that you haven't felt before? Do you have a dream that's rising to the surface right now that you're like, what about this, God? Can I? Will you? Bring it up. Let him breathe his wind on it. Let him blow life on it. So God, I just thank you right now. I thank you, Lord, that you know each one of us individually. You know what our need is. You know where our hunger is. You know where our lack is, but you know where our strength resides. And I ask you right now, Lord, breathe on the inside of us. Breathe on our strength. Breathe on our dreams. Breathe on our wants and our needs. Open dry eyes to see. We just say, come Holy Spirit. Come and have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask for some of my friends to come up. And I asked if they would think of something that they could share in about three minutes or so, three to five minutes, to bless us, to release something. They've been pressing in, asking Holy Spirit what it is that he has to say. First step of obedience, okay? So we are going to offer some ministry in just a moment, but Steve had wanted to come up um, before we move into that time where our team will do some more ministry. All right. Hey, before we leave, uh, I always think it's a great thing to, well, two things. Have a seat. If you're standing, just sit down for a second. And I felt like God really challenged me this morning to, to share with you that if you had a prophetic word of some kind that was spoken over you or one of the min- team ministered to you or something, make sure you write it down. It is so vital that unless we write things down and keep it and treasure it, then we're not really valuing it. And so even this last week, I was listening to, a, well, two weeks, week and a half ago, I was listening to a podcast, um, and I, I think I mentioned it last Sunday, with Bill Johnson, and when he went through a really hard time physically and all that, the, the thing that he really fed on was going back and listening and reading the prophecies that had been spoken over him that he knew weren't going to get accomplished unless he got better, like his health came back. And so the only way he was able to tap into that was because he had been diligent with writing it down and recording them, and he had all kinds of things. And that's what he did. He just fed his spirit on those. And so I just want to encourage you, if you've had a prophetic word, do something with it. Don't trivialize it or make it less valuable by, by letting it drift from your memory. Because I don't know about you, but if I don't write stuff down, like that's why I have a smartphone, because 
I otherwise would be dumb. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it helps me be smart by I write everything down in it. So just want, number one, encourage you to do that. Number two, uh, on this school, this regional prophetic training, uh, Rachel Carroll, who does the ministry with, with, um, with GCC, with Greater Chicago Church, where these guys are from, um, she's expanding it out, and she wants to have a couple of schools, not just at, at Greater Chicago Church, but one in Indiana and one up north. And she asked us if we would like to be the place for that school, and we said, yes, we totally want that, all right? And it's an eight-month deal. Do you want to talk more about this, or do you want me to? to... Okay, uh, so I'm going to let her talk just a tiny bit about this, and come on up real quick. While she's doing that, just look for all the money you can find, because we're going to take an offering for these guys real quick, so just uh, be ready for that. Yeah, so just real quick about this regional training. It's going to be one Saturday a month, eight Saturdays throughout the year. We're going to have opportunities for you to really grow, um, to bring your hunger to the table, and for us to just breathe on it. I'm going to be bringing in a bunch of our team that are going to help as well. We'll be doing worship. So it's just going to be a, a fiery opportunity for you to just get lit and like that arrow in the bow, it's going to shoot you out. It's going to be awesome. Um, so opportunities to grow, opportunities to be spoken into. You'll receive prophetic during that time too. So if you have a hunger for the prophetic, if you've walked in the prophetic but you want more opportunities, or if you just want to be in a community of people who are growing and going hard after something together and be in that place of hunger, this is a great opportunity for you. And this is regional, so it's not just limited to people here at Epicenter. So if you know other people that you feel like would benefit from this that are in the area, please feel free to share that information with them too. And you can sign up at the welcome table for interest if you're interested. And if you want more information and how to sign up and cost and all that, um, on our Facebook page, Epicenter, Church, Epicenter Gurney, um, there's a link to this uh, event, and I just looked at it this morning. It's just full of information. So if you want more information, it's an event on our Epicenter Gurney page on Facebook. All right? Ushers, why don't you come? And uh, I think it's vital that when we receive ministry that we bless those who are willing to come and listen to God and do that for us. And so as we give this morning, I just want to encourage you to do that. Um, give liberally and freely. And I guarantee you that no matter what you give, God is going to uh, take that and multiply it for you in your life in all different kind of ways. And so, Lord, we just bless uh, the team today as they've come. Lord, we bless Julie. We bless Dan and, and each one of their members, God. And we just ask that you would uh, allow this offering just to be a taste of the goodness that you have for them and be able to bless them with with. Uh, with some finances and wherever it is that you have for them. God, we just speak life into this and favor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to ask the team to come back. And if you need to go, we release you to, be, to go about your day. But if you want some more ministry, you want someone to pray with you or prophesy over you, uh, we're going to just uh, release the team to do that. And uh, we welcome you to uh, get more if you want it. Amen. All right, Julie. Okay, so I just want to thank uh, my friends for coming, Shauna, Jane, Kristen, Karina, 
Rachel is somewhere around here, and Teresa. Just thank uh, them for coming. So what we're going to do is we're going to have our, our people available, whether they're in the room someplace or standing up here. And if you would like personal ministry, we welcome you to bring your phones. You could record it. Um, that's very helpful for you to listen to it again and again. And um, we just bless you and bless your day. Thanks for having us. It was really great.
Thank you. 